Ladies and gentlemen, hello and welcome to Einstein's Growth Podcast. This is episode number 007. And today I've got you the gems bond of networking, of serving people. It's Jaris Chakra. This man is someone I really admire. I was listening to one of the podcasts where he has been. And during the podcast, the, the host asked him a question about helping and serving. And what he said, was absolutely astonishing he said i'm all about serving people like if you have flat tire and you call me and if i can help i'm going to help and if i cannot help i will find someone who can so let's enjoy the world of growth with jaris hello jaris thank you so much for being my guest thank you for having me it's a pleasure and an honor man Thank you for reaching out. So happy and excited to be here. Jaris, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, your struggles when you were growing up? Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. It's an absolute pleasure and an honor remains with me. A little bit about myself. My name is Jaris Tucker. I'm a 35-year-old entrepreneur based in Virginia. I've always had a background in management, and I noticed when I first started working at 16 years old, I would always work my way up, starting as a temp, temporary help inside of warehouses and factories. And the management would eventually see something inside of me and ask me to be the management or supervisor. And the last position that I had, I noticed something very uh, unique about myself was I had a, a good ability with managing people like not just the process of how the company would run but i got an understanding of the way people act their emotions and their thought process and how humans interact with each other on a human level because i was a temp at this particular company and also me not being in the management at that time I was just like everybody else, you know, not really trying to break rules. But, you know, when you're working in the factories, you might take five minutes extra break. So I was an average worker. And it seemed like overnight they asked me to be the supervisor. So here I go from being uh, buddy buddies with my fellow employees to literally the next day, I'm their supervisor. So you can imagine the <laughs> ups and downs that I faced just with them. Like saying, man, just yesterday, you know, we was just hanging out, laughing and joking. Now you're our boss. So that right there showed me a lot about how to gain respect and how to level up literally overnight. So that's been my whole thinking process of like, you can be a different person the next day. And I, and I truly stand by that. And what I mean is, I give this example all the time. If you're somebody who does not tell the truth, and you want to make a change. As soon as you tell yourself, look, I don't want to lie anymore. I want to tell the truth. You have instantly become a different person. And from that minute, somebody asks you a question that you would normally be dishonest on and you tell the truth. From that moment, you have actually become somebody different. And change is, is, is literally that simple and that easy. And I think a lot of times we just get caught up in the world and being humans and working and raising our families that we forget about the simple things of life. And that is my job today, just to remind people that we are human beings first 
And if you can learn yourself, learn how to understand and deal with your emotions, it makes it easier and simpler dealing with the next person on the human being level. I love it. You know, some something that I truly enjoy about you as a human being is you always put the human being first. And, you know, when you were talking about being a supervisor, I'm, re I'm really curious about that because that kind of transition yesterday we were friends and we were chilling and we were like figuring figuring out ways to now work that hard and to be lazy yeah. tomorrow you are the boss so you kind of knew all the tricks all the bag of tricks you knew you knew what they are going to do how was that relationship like I, i'm pretty sure there was some conflict oh yeah there and a lot of t intention there yes. so especially especially their mindset because now you are the supervisor so you need a different mindset you need a different behavior so how their relationship became yeah what were the like struggle struggles i'm sure yeah it was struggle the first night the first day the first night see i i didn't actually become the official supervisor till months uh, after these incidents but i'll tell you what happened the line leader which was like uh up under the supervisor they were looking for help so they called me in like 30 minutes before the shift started and said hey the line leader's not here we just want you to just you know act as a line leader they wasn't trying to give me the job i was just supposed to fill in for that night until somebody else had came in so the same night i was telling the group we was having our meeting i'll never forget i was like um such and such is not coming in they just asked me to you know watch over the line until somebody else comes in and from that moment, everybody was just looking at me like, no, we're not going to listen to you. And before we could even get started, I, I had already just had a leadership spirit in me. So I just said, hold on, let's go in the training room. And I just explained to him, I said, everybody know what goes on. A lot of people were jealous of the fact that they asked me by me being there two years. And, you know, you had people there 18 years, 20 years, 15 years, 10 years who wanted that. Well, they didn't want the position. They just didn't want me having the position. So I told them, I said, look, if you want to do it, I step down and let y'all have it because y'all do have more experience as far as running the plant than I do. But nobody wanted it. So that kind of went okay. Then the next night, it was just like the machine had broke down. And uh, I didn't know how to fix that machine because I always worked in the back. So they told me, well, you're the supervisor now. You need to learn how to run this machine. And then uh, that's when I knew then. I said, this is my time to go ahead and gain my respect because I didn't care about being the supervisor. I just wanted the extra dollars that they were paying me to be the line leader. You know, I was making like $15, and this was like a $19 opportunity. So I said, you know what? I'm going to show these people that I understand where they're coming from. I didn't take any disrespect behind it because the culture of the workplace was toxic anyway. So I just said, look, y'all, we got to work together. If y'all fix the machines, I'm just going to send everybody home. And then we just talk to the plant managers and upper management in the morning. And then we can explain to them why we just didn't feel like working today. And as soon as I said that, everybody just kind of calmed down and got out their feelings and we started working. And as time went on, they saw that I wasn't a power-hungry person, that I wasn't going to change. See, their whole thing was, I guess they had seen this process several times because they had been working there for a long time. And I found this out years later, that people that would become a line leader from coming off of the floor, they would always let that position go to their head and they would act like they were just like 
the company was theirs and they would just rent it in a personal way. I never did that. I actually had already had relationships with a lot of people. So I already knew who was good at what, who didn't like doing this job. So I was already making changes with the employees because if you were better at driving a forklift than you were loading the machine and you wanted to make that, that switch, I would sign you up to go ahead and get your forklift license so you could be doing the job that you wanted to do and you was making money. So I was pulling a lot of strings back in and the people that I know that had kids or come to work late, I was already, once I got the supervisor position, I would go to the other manager and go to HR and just seeing, you know, was there something we can do? Because I had already known this person struggle that they wasn't a lazy person or didn't want to work. They had a lot of situations going on at home and that opened up other doors for me to help them out by me already having a relationship with a lot of employees. Things just kind of worked itself out. Then we just became like a big family because I was so humble. They was looking to me to just be somebody that was going to, I guess, try to get some get back on how they treated me. See, when I first came in, they treated me rough. Like they wanted me to do all the work because I, I was new and I didn't know the process. So I guess they were looking for me to be like this uh, power hungry type of supervisor or manager. And I just didn't run like that. I love it, man. You know, what I love the most about it is that you were hungry to serve people, to make it happen, to make it work. And this is really something amazing because like a lot of people, they don't care. They care only about getting their next position without serving other people and what you did is absolutely admirable because you were really into serving them into serving the company and while doing that you were uplifting them and you were of course uplifting yourself and this is something really amazing especially the part that you said you were putting the right people into the right places so can you tell me more about the concept of putting the right people in the, in the, in the right places because this is one of the, the biggest misconduction that we have in businesses because a lot of people they don't even bother yes. to yeah like it's one of the biggest problems not only in businesses but also in politics in you can see it in everywhere like even in sports sometimes like you have some coaches who put some players in the wrong spots and they expect them to perform do great to perform at that level so this was something I was learning. Uh, I didn't understand it at the time, but when you're somebody like me, whom uh, I'm so quiet at times when I'm learning and I'm sitting back observing everything, trying to figure out how everything's working together, I found out quickly that some people were just, they wanted the job, they wanted to be hired for a time so bad that they would just fill out anything just to be able, because if, if this is the only position available and I'm a temporary person or I want to make more money, I don't really care what the position is. I just want to make more money. Or I just want to become a full-time employee. So I had already knew the process and the thinking of some employees and I was so observant. I just knew, I just, I just had this automatic flow of what is easier. And I've always heard this saying, you know, you don't have to work hard, just work smarter. And through the complaints that we were already making as me, as me being 
an employee before I was a manager, I was part of the, the complaining process of things that just wasn't working. So I just used that opportunity to try to fix some of the things that what most people were just complaining about and wasn't trying to make any change. But something I've learned in life and in business is if you have to build a relationship with your employees on a human being level, that way you can understand if you got a forklift driver or secretary that does not like that position doesn't mean they're a bad person. That just means they don't like this job. They may actually be better at bookkeeping or loaded a machine. And that's what my job came into place. I would talk to them and get a better understanding of how they were feeling. I knew this one guy, he had his back, his back was giving him problems. So to me, it only made sense to get him from loading a machine to doing something that wouldn't hurt his back so he could be happier and pleasanter. And you will be surprised when you connect with people and you show them that you understand where they're coming from and you attempt to try to make a change. A lot of stuff, I couldn't even change some of the stuff. It was just out of my control, but they appreciated me for the simple fact that I still attempted to try to help them. And as human beings, we know we can't get our way all the time. But when we see somebody that tries to help or somebody that's willing to go out of their way, see, a lot of people forget about the willingness. See, I have a willingness to help. And I think that's why a lot of people gravitate towards me because they know if I can help you, I'm going to help you. I'm not going to try to go out of my way all of the time, but if I can help, I'm definitely going to help. I love it, man. Like, this is amazing because it shows that if we had more people like that in, in businesses, we can do some really amazing stuff for the, for the human race. Because such a willingness to help is empowering yes. people. And you know, you know, like you said something earlier that that is really interesting. Like people want the next position and they want to be in charge, but they are not willing to take the responsibility that comes with. What are your thoughts about this? Like because I know a lot of people they they say or they claim that they are hungry to 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 achieve their goals or dreams, but they are not willing to put in the work. And that. Like, that was something major is it something... that people don't want to put in the work. So I would still give them a smaller opportunity because the thing was when I became the supervisor, a lot of people that came in with me or just anything in life. When I, you know, when I embarked on my journey of being an entrepreneur, some people just want to make a change because they see somebody else doing it. And it's not, you don't cut them off. You give them an opportunity for example, the people that wanted to say they wanted to run the line, when the opportunity came, if it was a shorter day or we didn't have a lot to do, I would ask them, hey, look, you told me you wanted to uh, be the supervisor years ago. Hey, can you run the floor tonight? And then I would let them do it. And it would give them a little bit of encouragement. So after, <clears throat> excuse me, they would come back to me and say, hey, man, I appreciate you letting me do that. I noticed something. That's not what I want to do. I don't know how you deal with all that headache and all that pressure. I don't want to be the supervisor. And I would say, okay. But they would appreciate me for giving them an opportunity. And just like anything in life, you know, I run a couple businesses. And I see a lot of people like, man, I want to do this. And I say, go ahead. If it's not going to hurt me and you're not going to get hurt, you know, we can always uh, print out a new piece of paper or redo some paperwork i'm gonna give them the opportunity just so they can see because you never know i'm not gonna judge you only thing i can do is judge your work 
And if you try it and you like it, I'm going to help you try to get to that goal. But I think a lot of times as us as human beings in the business world and life, I've noticed we don't like giving people opportunities because we're scared that they are going to outdo us. And that's what I would hear a lot like, man, nobody else wouldn't even let me run the floor because they were scared that if I did a good job that I would have, you would take my position. And my thing was, you would never be able to take my position for one, because I'm my own person. I'm unique. You know, I don't compete with anybody. And you're never, you're you're not going to do half of the stuff that I do behind the scenes. You know, I wake up early. I'm sending emails. I'm checking on stuff months later to make sure the whole group is okay. But I believe in giving people the opportunities and seeing what they're working with. That's true, 100%. And you know, the thing that is really fascinating about there is the mindset. Like, mindset is everything. And, like, one of the blocks in mindset is that people, they always think that they are competing against each other. While the truth, we should be competing against ourselves. Yes. Yes. So, I mean... It's, it's something that we have to do if we want to grow, if we want to move forward. Yeah, mindset is absolutely everything. And I learned this uh, while back. I didn't know it at the time, but my upbringing, the way my mama raised us with respect and to take pride in myself and in our work, I had already had a strong mindset based on discipline, based on morals based on my own inner desires and my own goals even working in factories i knew i wanted to be my own boss so to speak because they they gave me an opportunity to be the supervisor but they didn't know my mindset was working for myself running my own company because i understood that unless you working for a corporation or a company that can see the benefit of the actual employee and what they're actually doing and they're willing to give some credit towards that. Nine times out of 10, most people just want you coming in, working, do good, they don't care about nothing else. And that was the uh, last place mindset. So my mindset was I'm going to open up my own company. And that's what I eventually did. I had to quit that place because it was just so toxic. And I embarked on a entrepreneurship journey that journey showed me a lot because it didn't start out like i wanted it to you know i thought that because i was a good person upstanding with the community hard worker that people would just gravitate towards my marketing company when i quit and it didn't happen like that so i'm in business for about six months to a year not making any money but instead of me being down about that uh Rechanged my mindset and my perspective. And I started working on being thoughtful, working on communication, working on patience, researching and learning what marketing was all together. How can marketing benefit me? How does marketing benefit the world? And when I started doing that, I noticed very quickly that people didn't want to see me as an entrepreneur just pushing in marketing. They wanted to see the positiveness in my spirit. They wanted to see the light that I shine. They wanted to feel some of the passion. They wanted to feel some of this drive. They wanted to know some of the solutions that I have in business, in life in general, which is all the way around the world. So by me studying a lot, you know, I just went on these journeys because I wasn't making money. I didn't want to just keep wasting my time. And then when COVID hit, I was already in the mindset of learning. So I just took the extra time because my business worked with the public. 
I couldn't be outside. You know, all of us were forced to stay in. So I went back to the drawing board again and I just started, I had to rethink my whole mission. And I said, well, I can't talk to the public. How can I still get my voice and get my message out? And that's what got me being super active online. I love it. You know, when you were talking about you about the first six months, you said something that really fascinates me about starting a business. You said being good and you were expecting customers to come to you. And like, this is, I love to call it the sense of business and entrepreneurship. Like people think just being good or being smart or being amazing, they create a business and they wait for customers to come to them and I, i'm sure that you agree with me it's i did like i myself did it when i started my journey and it took me a little bit of time to realize that they would not never came to me and i have to go yeah. to them yeah it, I, I it's like one of the, the funny things now that i remember i remember that it's funny in a way that it was a good lesson and i'm pretty sure that somehow it shapes our mindset into working harder. And right now, I'm really curious, how did you get your first uh, customer? I... Like, yeah. is there any story about that? Because I, we all have that yeah, kind so of what happened love was, I was on LinkedIn trying customer. to put all my stuff out there, right? And I was putting out content, and um, I remember writing a post, like, you know, check out real one-on-one consult, you know, doing marketing. I hooked it up real nice, got the hashtags in it, tagging people. And I got not one response, no like or nothing. And I had um, wrote another post like, you know, my life is a roller coaster. I'm trying to run this business. People not reaching out to me. I'm positive, but I'm thinking negative thoughts. And that one post, I, I wasn't getting any feedback. I wrote that post. The next day, that post was trending. And I said, okay, hmm, I see now. People want to feel that emotion they want to read they want stories and that's what i started doing i changed up my whole content from i didn't even say anything about um my marketing company i said nothing about my book and i would just start putting out personal experiences of me working as a factory supervisor so this went on for a while me just kind of putting out uplifting content inspiration like you know if you're working a job you don't like work that job but be working on your personal goals. You know, don't work for a company 12 hours and you can't put two hours into yourself. So I was putting out that content just consistently. And um, somebody uh, inboxed me, sent me a direct message on LinkedIn and said, man, look, I like how, you know, you're always putting out this positivity. Um, can you help me market some, do some social media uh, marketing for their business? And I said, sure. And we talked on the phone about 30 minutes. And I was on a journey where I wasn't charging at that time because I was like, you know, I really want to learn it. I'm just going to be a service and give and give and just help to gain my experience. So I was doing a lot of work, but I just wasn't getting paid. And this particular lady was just like, I know you're doing a lot of work. You ain't getting paid. She said, uh, you help me. She said, I know what you're doing working because I've been watching you go from you know, she said, you you didn't have any engagement on your post. You had no followers. And I think back then I, I maybe had jumped up to like 5,000 followers on LinkedIn. And she said, um, I can see your growth. Whatever you're doing is working. She said, look, you gave me this information, 30-minute phone call. She said, I'm gonna just going to pay you $50 for 30 minutes. And I was just like, no, nah, that's too much. I won't charge you nothing but like $20 an hour. It, that was my 
take because I wasn't making money, but my thoughts was let's charge twenty dollars an hour. And she went on and gave me fifty dollars for thirty minutes. So you do the math, that's a hundred dollars an hour. And from that one customer, um, I realized that I had something special. My communications skills were were right there. The knowledge and the research that I had been putting in myself and the time that I had been working on myself was paying off because she saw that value in the content. And when she pulled me off of social media to have a one-on-one conversation, she realized that I did know what I was talking about. She's willing to pay me for the information. You know, it's really amazing. And it reminds me of a story. I don't know if you are familiar with the, the pilot whose name is Patrick. I, I, it was like, it was one of the trends on LinkedIn. He went, he went from a pilot to paleta, which means it's a Spanish term for labor, stuff like that. And it hit like 50 million views. And he like, he was sharing his story, how like before COVID, he was a pilot and making some good money. And due to COVID, he is working as a labor and completely his life changed. And the amazing thing about it is that the human connection people connected with his story because it was real and i think he got a job and he wasn't the only person on linkedin i saw a lot of that and this is something really amazing because the human connection helps people realize that you are not alone that we are all in this together and if there is a way to help each other why not do it and like honestly i loved your story and this, I'm thankful that you are sharing this story with me on the I podcast. Thank you for the opportunity. Um, that's something that I'm incorporating now in my content. And um, that's another part of one of the many messages that I'm putting out to the world is we all have a story. I have many stories, but I can talk about times, you know, growing up poor. I can talk about the struggles and how many millions of times I bumped my head in my company, how when COVID hit, I was working on public speaking and I had all these uh, engagements. I was talking to colleges and 2020 was going to be my year because, you know, 2019, I was just working and learning. And when the COVID hit, it canceled every speaking engagement I had lined up. My hopes were crushed. My <laughs> I just knew, man, 2020 was my year because I, have, I was on fire. You know, I'm on the internet. I'm thinking I'm doing good. My company just started making money. I had everything planned out perfectly. And uh, I had to regroup because I had put all of my eggs in the one basket. So anybody that's listening, we all have a story. The question is, are you bold enough to tell your truth? Because only you know your truth. And that's what helps me to be so successful is I only speak on things that I know about. I only speak on my personal experiences of management. And I'm sharing my story because I know that. When I put that one piece of content out and I was like, you know, my life is upside down. It's just like a roller coaster. So many people were engaging with me like, man, you, you'd be surprised the people that I know every day that I would have conversations with. They were going through same, the same or similar struggles, but I didn't know until I put myself out. And when I would put myself out on video, making video content, that's when it really hit me that people wanted to hear this story so i encourage anybody you never know who is waiting on you to tell your story the world is waiting if you have something to say say it if you don't know how to say it just say it like you want to say it and over time you will begin to master 
for lack of a better word, or learn to create your craft of storytelling because everything has a story. I don't care. You know, you and I, we can tell our story, how we met on LinkedIn to Facebook to how yesterday I had an emergency to how they were talking and somebody's going to find value in that. So if you have a story, put it out there. That's true, man. And you know, like when you said story, I, I'm a big fan of one of what you do on Tuesday, like Tuesday motivation, thinkers at work. I love it, man. Like I, I remember I saw one of the, your videos and the positivity work there like was absolutely huge. And I was, I got an idea, man. I love what he is doing. Like that was real. Like, you know, you know, when, when you see some content, sometimes yes. you feel like people are just faking it. It wasn't the case with you. Like when I saw your story, when I saw your videos, I felt it, it was real. And that was the yeah, and, and that's what I've learned, man. Just over the years, I've learned that that's who I am. I can't hide it. You know, I grew up from a street life and being in, in a project housing authority, being poor, raised around, you know, violent, drug dealing. It wasn't always a bad experience because we took care of each other in our community. We make sure that if you were hungry, you ate. And I have mastered who I am, for lack of a better word, because I don't think you'll never really master yourself. But I'm learning to master this positivity because I'm that's who that's who I am you ask anybody that knows me they're going to say yeah he's always been a positive person I've always been somebody who doesn't mind looking out for the next person because that's just me and I, I struggle with that a lot because people thought that they were taking advantage of me or getting over on me even in the business world because when you are a positive person and you are nice you have to learn boundaries because People don't have boundaries. And if you're just a giver like I am, people would think they were giving over. And I'm like, you can't get over on me because I'm a man, first of all. I'm not going to give you nothing that's going to hurt me in any kind of way. And if I give you the shirt off my back and you decide to do something crazy with it, that's on you. But I say this to say that there are a lot of people who have good hearts. Just learn boundaries. And me, I just I figured out. The whole concept of being an entrepreneur and putting yourself out there, once you learn you first, I took a lot of time studying myself, learning my emotions, understanding that sometimes I would be mad at people. They don't even know that I'm mad because I'm not communicating to them that I'm upset with them. I'm just mad at my own brain. They live in their life. So I've learned to learn me. Now that I know who I am, what makes me mad, what I will live for, what I will die for, I'm able to handle anybody or any situation that comes my way because I understand who I am as a human being first. And to me, that's what allows me to be successful in business is because I deal with my customers as human beings. I understand that some people are going to have a bad day. I understand that people are going to cancel, that people may reschedule, that somebody may say, hey, look, I'm going to use your services and then tomorrow call back and say, I don't need you. Or don't you never hear from them again, but you can't judge anybody. See, when you connect with people on a human level, you understand that that's what we, that's all we are. We're human beings. Before I'm a parent, before I'm an entrepreneur, before I'm a CEO, before I'm a motivational speaker, I'm a human being who has feelings, emotions, and thought processes and mindsets. You take the time to figure that out like you have done. You've already know, look, this guy, he's going to add motivation 
every Tuesday for Job Seekers. You already know my story. So that tells me a lot about you, that you are paying attention. You didn't come at me, you know, talking about the marketing side or nothing. You are actually looking at who I am as a human being, knowing that I'm being of service. And I think you're, you have it too. So I just want to um, commend you on being able to pick up stuff like that because you'll be surprised how many people reach out to me for interviews and don't know anything about me when you just look at my profile, you can spend five minutes looking at my content and you're going to be able to pick up on everything you said, the positiveness. And I know I'm doing right. And I appreciate you for noticing that. That's my number one thing. I want people to know about me. I believe the world needs a huge dose of positivity and kindness. I love it, brother. Like hundred percent. You know what? Because this reminds me when I was starting, like I, I, I'm like you, I'm a giver. I love like one of the strategies, I call it the care strategy. I'm like, even if we are not going to work together, I'm going to bust my butt for you and help you as much as I can without expectation. What happens is when I was starting, I had expectations. Like I was helping without thinking you, you are going to be a client, but deep down myself, I kind of get mad if people like get the help and they they vanish. Like it happened to me a lot of times. And at one point of my life, I was like, shit, I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm not going to do that anymore because it was time consuming. It was draining my emotional energy. And I started to hate my, myself for doing it. The thing is, I live with passion. I enjoy doing what I do. And if that's something I can do, enjoy doing it anymore, I'm going to stop doing it. So then I had to, to make a change. I had to completely change my mindset about it. And I started seeing it from the human side. Listen, if they vanish, it's because they have their own reasons. Maybe they don't have money to afford it. Maybe they, they, they are going just, just to cheat on you and take advantage of that. But the thing is, only a fool will see value and will try to cheat on you because you are bringing them value and instead of like i don't know paying you or something like that they are they are going to think oh i'm smarter than that guy because i took advantage of it but the, the truth is when you start becoming self-aware of who you are and that it doesn't have anything to do with you and everything to do with themselves it's a completely yeah. game changer yeah you are spot on with that man i think uh i just appreciate you so much man because this is the message that I'm trying to get out, that I am getting out to the world because there are a lot of people who are being, first of all, you have to be open to learn this information because I didn't know this stuff in high school. You know, I didn't really learn this stuff growing up at home. You know, my parents instilled me to be positive, but I didn't understand that connecting with people you never know what another person is going through and a lot of times we put our own insecurities on other people and i tell people that a lot you know don't judge me based on how you would act or how you would feel because you wouldn't do that you can't say that i'm not going to do that because i have a, a a different mindset about everything my mindset is unlimited i feel like i can do anything that i put my mind to it with the right intentions at the right time so don't say, hey, you we, you can't do that. Hold on. You might can't do that, but you can do it. You don't want to do it. Don't put it on me. And what I love about what you said was when you're being of service, you have to put your your 
your judgment and everything to the side and you have to be willing to uh, understand that other person's situation because life hits us all. So I, I could be an asshole because you keep counting. You could have been an asshole to me because I canceled out, but you didn't. You were very helpful and said, hey, man, look, if you still need some, I know you got kids. You know I had children. Reach out and let me know. And I think people don't understand that it's not always about trying to tackle the big dream. It's not always about trying to make the most money. Sometimes you can just add value just by showing concern, just by saying these simple words, how are you? How are you really? Are you really feeling okay? Is everything all right with you today? Or just smiling? I think that goes a long way. And what I like to do with networking, as you mentioned earlier, when I network with people, that is what I do. I build a relationship first, letting them know who I am, understanding who they are. And I just give what I take. Give, huh? This is what I want to be about. Because you might not even need the services that I provide. So if I'm upfront and honest with you and I build a relationship, you might not need that particular service, but you may need something else that I could offer later, or I might need something that you could offer later, or we could collab, or we could just serve as people that credibility, meaning a lot of my success comes from people vouching for me. And this is not me asking for it. I could just be in a room if I'm on Clubhouse networking, if I'm on LinkedIn, any social media. The good thing about me is I'm like this in real life. So if I say, hey, I think this would be the best route to go, I'm going to have so many people that I have built good, upstanding, honest relationships with that they're going to vouch and say, hey, you know, yeah, Jarris does know what he's talking about. He is who he say he is, just like you and I talking now. See, I will be able to vouch for you now as you will be able to vouch for me. And I think that is more valuable in the world now when it comes to networking and connecting with people, establishing credibility with people. It takes time, but once it's set in stone, you know, you can't really uh, you can't really put a price on that. That's priceless. And, you know, like you said something that triggers, literally triggers one of the things that I don't like. Not in a, in a, in a bad way, but on a personal level or about some of the biggest entrepreneurs, like, for example, Grant Cardone. I mean, he is probably one of the greatest salesmen in the world. And I, I just remember when I was reading one of his books, I think it was 10x or sold or being sold. I don't remember exactly. and. One of the things he always preach on is that when you are on business, forget about hey, how are you, and always go to the to the to the pitch to the sale. I mean, I respect him. Like he is a big one. I mean, there's no doubt about it. He is really a huge one. But I don't agree with him for the reason that we are human beings, and if we miss if we miss the human connection, it could harm your business, especially. Uh, especially it depends on the context of what of what kind of business the truth is we all are in the business of yeah. human relationships yeah, true. go ahead and it, it makes absolutely all the difference like one of the filters that i choose on linkedin is like the first thing i notice when i get messages on linkedin if i see it says hey walid or hey sir <laughs> and they go to the page like i'm not going to even bother to read the message honestly like don't even bother to check what's my name and include it hey what eat how are you 
it'll be part of the weird world. I mean, if you go, hey, where did we do this and that? I'm like, <laughs> bullshit. I'm not going to waste my time reading that message. Like, that's one of the things that I always do. I always check if there's my first name, then I'm going to read that message. If there's no first name, sorry, I'm not going to waste my time on you. Frankly, it like people the truth is we all love ourselves we love our names i i i think if i think if you did read the book how to win friends by dale carnegie he he said something that i really agree with him our names are the sweetest sounds in all languages it's the most basic human thing if you are not willing to do it i mean what can you expect exactly right and i'll tell you why 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 i'm laughing because uh that is uh when i talk to clients and and, and customers that is the one of the number one things when i that i teach when i talk about networking is though the person's name is you're talking to in the message let them know i mean you don't waste my time with a with an uh, email you can't even put my name in it like what does that say you know what am i getting out of that so you're absolutely correct you have to build a relationship. Now, I will say this, depending on, like you said, the atmosphere, the circumstances and the situation, if I'm in a networking event where pitching is what it is, then yeah, I don't need you coming around, you know, trying to figure out, do I got kids and all of that? You still can tell me, hey, Wally, how are you today? My name is Sharon Sucker. Um, I see that you're an entrepreneur and... Um, you got this product, you know, I do marketing. I can show you how to get more customer traffic or to establish a niche based on your product or service. What do you think about that? See, that's fine to pitch because the atmosphere is there. That's what it is. But if you don't even take the time to get to know the person that you're talking to, you just in somebody's DM asking them, hey, you know, I, I see marketers in my DM all the time saying, hey, I know you got a company. Hey, would you mind uh, letting us market and advertise for you? And I'm like, I am a marketing and advertising company. Why would I want you marketing and advertising when I do that? And so me, like you said, they ain't even putting the effort into even, they just spamming everybody. So man, you're spot on with that. But honestly, yeah. Like, you know, one of the things that really makes me laugh I don't know if people are that kind of stupid when they don't even bother to check your your profile to see that you are a marketer and they spam you with, oh, hello, I'm a marketer. I can send <laughs> your products. And I'm like, okay. Like, I don't know if you have seen the Trevor Noah when he was, he was trying to imitate the Indian accent and it, like he did a face with okay sir and it was funny like i make that one when i i can help you sell your service okay you okay did you even bother to check my profile it says marketer right (laughs) that's that's really funny like honestly (laughs) i still remember like i have i have a a story with a guy who texted me like Completely. Hello, sir. I want to help you sell your marketing stuff. And I was, okay, I'm going to check his profile. And the first thing that I noticed is he is a newbie. He absolutely have no idea what marketing is. And what I did is I took the time to text him back and I absolutely corrected him. I said, look, 
this is one of the biggest mistakes here is why you did wrong and it's absolutely fine but just please don't claim that you are an expert like you did read what five five or six pages in a book and you claim that you are marketing expert yeah. i mean come on yeah don't insult your yourself yeah you're right and i think that's what makes me so unique in today's society is because i'm just putting myself out there and my favorite thing to say is i grow and evolve daily while helping others grow you see i don't claim to be the best marketer i just say i have a unique sense when it comes to marketing and advertising and branding because my strategies are different my strategies are based on my experiences and like we were saying earlier before it gets kind of tricky because we are in we are on a business platform when you think about linkedin but you still have to know just because you have this service that you're trying to get off if i've learned to put myself out there in such a unique way that people come to me for the positiveness for the motivation and if they need i get a lot of business based on people that i didn't even knew that they needed marketing just because they were checking out a, a, a positive post and they said well i noticed that you do marketing hey can you help me promote this and i i get that it can go both ways you know i have not uh only time i do direct sales is is if i'm in person or you're an actual business owner and you got a product or service that i like and i personally feel that you're not marketing in it in the best way to uh get brand exposure then i might reach out to you and say hey look you know my name is your circle check me out blah 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 but nine times out of ten if i'm gonna be i understand that it's just networking first before we try to make sales or anything let me just let you know what's going on so i'll dm you something like you know tell you my name i got to put your name in as you mentioned because that is the number one thing everybody wants to see their name make sure i got your name make sure i spelled it right and just let you know look this is what i have going on this is what i like to do looking forward to learning more about you understanding what you have to do please stay in touch here's my hashtag follow that and i let that go and i may tag you in a post by me reading your profile, I know you do podcasts. Okay, if it's other podcasters or guests that want to be on podcasts, if there's a post, I will tag your name in that. Continuing to build and develop the relationship, then over time, you know, it, it leads to us doing stuff like this, collabing on our own podcast. It also, uh, I did this one guy, he just called, he, he sent me an email. He's like, man, I appreciate you tagging me in that post, you know, with another guy that does a podcast. He's like, you know what? He's absolutely great. I did a podcast with him about business. You didn't have to do that. And I'm telling him, you know, I don't have to do that, but that is who I am. It's just my nature when it comes to networking and connecting people. I just got a good memory when it comes to knowing who does what who needs help and i'm just i've always been great at just linking people together you know this room you know what you just said reminds me of something i still remember in one of the comments i asked you jared sacker 100 being conscious and present creates all the difference what kind of legacy are you trying to create i like i have it right now in front of me and your answer was i have goals to be the word world's biggest speaker serving as a reminder that we are human beings first adding the most value possible man that <laughs> that answer was absolutely fantastic i loved it you know because when we were when we were talking you said that growing up poor and drugs 
it just hit me and i wanted to ask you a question about that in that particular moment when you were growing up or when you were doing drugs did you ever think that one day you are going to be an entrepreneur a life changer a james bond of networking like honestly from now on i'm going to be calling you james bond of networking. i like that i'll thank you for that i'm gonna hold you to that man that sounds good I'm just tickled because that's a very good question. To answer your question, honestly, man, I always knew I had something in me. Just didn't know what it was. I went to high school. They, we, I went to a business academy. I love dressing up. I love communication. I took public speaking in college. I, I knew I was going to do something. But to tell me that I would be doing this, trying to be the world's biggest speaker, added value, positivity, and kindness, no way. And even to this day, man, when I say positive and you know we need kindness it's still like bothers me like, where are you getting this information from because it's not who i was you know this is who i am now but you go back 10 years ago man i won't think about none of this stuff like i didn't care about being i didn't even know nothing about being an entrepreneur i knew i wanted to work for myself because i just knew at an early age that people are only going to respect a hard work and you have to be you know, unless you're working for somebody like uh, Napoleon Hill or Dan Carnegie and that type of story, then you're not, nobody's not going to see the value in you. So to answer your question, no, man, I had no clue. And it just took me to be on this journey to know, okay, this is what I want to do. And I tell everybody all the time, I have been blessed to understand my why, to know what I'm passionate about. If you don't know your why and what you're passionate about, that's okay. Begin to think about it, begin to understand, like, okay, what have I been doing my whole life that I like to do, that I want to do? What could drive me? So I know what drives me. What drives me is my children, myself, knowing where I came from, knowing I got so many people who are against me, knowing that I have many, probably more people that are with me that want to see somebody succeed, understanding that it's not about me, understanding that when I succeed, which I'm already successful because I got a mindset of happiness and positivity. So I'm successful now, but I understand that there are a lot of people who are like you now. And the beautiful thing about me networking is I'm meeting more and more people who have the same goals and ambitions. So I realized that it's not just about us. It's a whole wave of people who are on the same positive movement of bettering yourself and bettering humanity all together, not just here. You know, look where you're located. Look where I'm at in the United States. I found out very quickly that I have to do this now because there are people who are waiting for this message now. They not they only need it. They're calling me. If I don't post or put out something, I have people that are in my inbox, DMs, calling my phone. Hey man, I, I need some encouragement and motivation. I, I didn't see a post. What are you doing? You know, you, you took off and you got lazy. Put something up there and tag me and let me know when it's done. So it, it has gotten to it's serious. It's so serious to me that. This is not uh, work to me. This is my lifestyle. I love it. You know, somehow I relate with your story because I, I don't know if I ever shared this with you. I have like seven years of depression and three suicide attempts. And I, I always felt that I could do more. I Like deep inside myself, I knew that I could do more, but it was always rough. And the truth is, my life was hell, absolutely hell. And then is, I still remember, like in the seven year of depression, I had an honest talk with myself. Like 
I did study people like Dr. Joe Dispenza, like Dr. Bruce Lipton, to better understand my mind and came up with strategies. That was in the fifth, sixth year, and I completely healed almost in the eighth year. But during the seventh year, what I did is, everyone that I know, I text them, I ask them one question. What are the things that you really admire about me and that are real about me? And what I noticed is there was a common answer is that I always inspire them. I always motivate them. I always uplift them and empower them. And when I was like, that moment I was re reading the book, uh, Search With Why, by Simon Sinek, and I was looking for my purpose. I, the thing is, I love selling stuff. Like since I was 14, I was selling stuff. So what I noticed is I could combine my love for human connection, my love for empowering others, my love for human psychology and behavior with inspiring, with motivating. And that's what I really understood that I love marketing. I love the power of marketing how marketing can shape the culture how marketing i always say that marketing is the holy grail of civilizations yeah you're right i agree with you and i just thought about this last night i was telling my brother um one of the reasons why i'm so successful when it comes to marketing and i think people like you and i are successful you know you've been touching on some of the same points that i've been touching on whether you're reading whether you are looking at yourself whether you're asking people hey look what are the qualities that you like in me it's all marketing marketing is just advertising working on your personal development and anything in life you continue to work on yourself you can be a better CEO, a better parent, a better lover, a better spouse, a better child, a better whatever, when you are self-aware, like you mentioned, when you ask people questions and you're really willing to make a change and willing to seek the information that needs to be changed. I think I think the reason why I enjoy what I'm doing so much is I'm, I'm breaking things down that, that could seem complicated to the average person. You know, when you talk about being self-aware, a lot of people get scared of those words. When you talk about mindset, when you talk about marketing, we do it every day. We're being marketed in, in, in every situation. You know, when you just walk outside of your home, you see billboards, you're hearing the radio, you're seeing clothing signs, designer brands, whatever the case may be, we are constantly being marketed to every single day i'm just realized how to market myself because i am my brand jaris tucker is the brand before real one-on-one consultant think is at work any of that i am the brand and people are relating to me so they can relate to me and find something they like i'm marketing myself correctly 100 percent like 100 percent i agree with you we all are in marketing like whether we are in business or not like your best friend is your best friend because you did market the idea. Yeah. And everything goes there in that logic. We all are in a in the market, even if we are not aware of that. So, Jaris, last question. My last question is how can people reach out to you? And that's a good that's another good question. This podcast was very good because you and I have same similar interests that I know I, I knew we, you know, had a lot of lot in common but i didn't know we were really like right on so i appreciate you the best way i tell everybody to get in contact with me for those who don't know me and who are trying to get to know me i'm very active on linkedin jaris tucker uh anybody that got clubhouse is the same thing jaris tucker 
I encourage people to follow the hashtag Bankers at Work because the hashtag is going to give you access to the content that I'm putting out. That way you can better understand me, the way you can build a relationship with me. For people who are understanding not just high level, but just the stories and everything that we share resonates with you, I have a text me now number is 434-993-8060. And see that number, you can text that number and you can have direct access to me now that way if you need some marketing, motivational, if you need some tips and strategies on networking or whatever the case may be, you want to hear about my book, you can text that number and have direct access to me. But I always encourage everybody to follow the hashtag Thankers at Work. That way you can get to know the person behind the content better before you reach out.